Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cyberpunk Uncensored, the podcast. And uh, just before we get started, let me mention uh, we have Cyberpunk Uncensored, the official group on Facebook and the official fan page on Facebook. So we'd really appreciate it if you go join the group, give the fan page a like. Also, check out youtube.com slash mulliganlive for live cyberpunk gameplay. Uh, subscribe, like, share the videos. We would really appreciate the support there as well. So anyways, this is Cyberpunk Uncensored, the podcast, and tonight is ladies' night. Woo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we have Valerie here and Heather and Caitlin. What's up, ladies? Oh, not much. Not a whole Hello. lot. Nice. So yeah, let's just get right into it. You know, usually I'll have everybody kind of introduce themselves, so let's go down the line and I'd like to hear each of you just kind of explain, you know, your history and experience with role-playing games in general and, like, you know, where you got started and then obviously how you got and when you got into cyberpunk. Um, so, yeah, let's just get it started. Caitlin, you want to start it off? Uh, yeah, so I actually started playing D&D when I was about 10 years old. I uh, had a, an older brother that got me into it. But I really started getting into cyberpunk a lot later when I had a friend that kept making, like, we're going to do D&D, but we're going to do it cyberpunk. And then eventually, a couple years ago, he invited me to his cyberpunk group, cyberpunk group proper, and it has been no turning back. Cyberpunk's my favorite genre of all time. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. That sounds very similar to my history, too. Like, when I was younger, I... I... You know, first got into Dungeons and Dragons. It was uh, AD and D, the second edition, when I first got into it, and um, you know, and I get all, all the little side uh, expansions or whatever. The worlds, like Forgotten Realms, was one of my favorites. Dark Sun was one of my favorites. But then when I got, I found Cyberpunk. It was like holy shit! Like I, I still play Dungeons and Dragons, but I fucking love Cyberpunk. That's my number one. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm fucking yeah. with you on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Heather, why don't you tell us about you know your history and experience with role-playing games in general and then Cyberpunk. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing D&D for like six years now. It was just like some coworkers of mine were like, oh, hey, we're doing a game night. And I was like, oh, okay. And I got super into the character creation and like getting into the character and everything like that. That's like my favorite aspect. And then just this year, I started playing uh, sci-fi because I've always been into the fantasy aspect. And uh, I started with Starfinder and then uh, I tried it out Cyberpunk. And honestly, the character creation is like so in-depth that I just got really, really into it. And then I really enjoyed the different uh, system with like the dice and everything like that. And I've been playing that for only a few months now, but I love it. Yeah. And, and we should mention uh, for everyone listening, Heather plays Stitch, which is a med techie in our, one of our ongoing campaigns that we're doing weekly that I, I GM and I stream uh, Mulligan Live on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's great. We got two teams going weekly. The campaigns are intertwining and in the same world, and we're going to keep going with that, and that's going to get deeper and deeper, and it's just a lot of fun. 
But um, but yeah, that's awesome. And and yeah, I agree with you 100%. Cyberpunk, the whole life path thing, um, just seems deeper and so much cooler than other role playing games I've played. Um, and then yeah. if, and if you get like the the you know side modules and books and expansion books and and things. There is just so much more to it. It goes so fucking deep. I just love it. You know, there's just so many options. Yeah, and it really uh, helped me step out of my comfort zone in character uh, creation. Try different things. Nice. Yeah, you do an awesome job. I love that, uh, you know, you playing the game because you're really good at being in character and, you know, making decisions within the character. Like, it really brings it to life. I, I love it. Thanks. Yeah. And then, okay, Valerie, uh, full disclosure, Valerie is my wife, but I'm not going to play favorites here. <laughs> but yeah, Valerie, um, why don't you fill everybody in on you know your experience with role-playing games and cyberpunk and everything? Well, since been dating you and married you and watching it play for over 20 years, <laughs> watching you play, and then I started playing about a year ago, playing Dungeons, and then now into cyberpunk in the last year. And yeah, cyberpunk is the best. <laughs> yeah. I love d and I love the magic aspect of it, but something about cyberpunk is just being able to just really go dive into just being grimy or being really smart, and that's just the way the world's going, really. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, no, I, I think... So it's definitely... No, I, I was just going to say, I think you nailed it when you said, like, just, you know, you can be grimy or smart or, like... You know, that's one thing I love about cyberpunk is compared to other role-playing games, it just, to me, has more diversity... Um, within the options of world, it's just more, I don't know, real world like, I guess, in the sense that like you can do anything and everything. Um, and I think it definitely has like, uh, you know, just a wider spectrum of bad and good and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I do love Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but like, you know, there's like evil characters and monsters and then like noble ones and, you know, you can pick anything in between and it's great and that's cool. But cyberpunk just seems like it has more real human-like qualities. If you want to call them qualities, they might be bad. But, like, you know, like lots of corruptness and shady shit happening. You just can't trust anyone, and it's just so deep and dark to me. I just love it. (laughs) There's a lot of moral gray to cyberpunk that a lot of other games just don't have. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so why um let, let's talk about why it's everybody's favorite, like you know, in detail. Because I, I know, for me, and obviously I'm a guy, so like my point of view of what I think a female might be attracted to Cyberpunk for versus other role playing games might be different. But what I I like to think that Cyberpunk is just more friendly to females, I guess, or welcoming than even other role-playing games, just like when I look back, and this is even way back in the day when I was playing second edition AD&D and Cyberpunk, you know, 2020 came out or whatever, and um, or right right around that time anyways. Uh, you know, D&D and Dungeons and, Drag- you know, Dungeons and Dragons and other games and stuff, like they will have females represented in the books, and now more than ever, fifth edition, they kind of got 
smart, you know, like they're diversifying races and just the culture is deeper. It's just so much better. But back in the day, it was like mostly really tough guys. And then like the females referenced in any of the books or stories were like barmaids or a whore or like, you know what I mean? Or like maybe a, you know, witch or Mm -hmm. something warlock-esque or something. I don't know. A fairy. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to be a beautiful elf, you know. That that would be the go-to, the only go-to mostly, you know? But like it just wasn't to me portrayed the same as like when you look at cyberpunk and you read those stories and books and characters and NPCs and you look at the artwork, it's like, man, like the females are just as badass as the guys. Like they'll have fucking rippers and like attack you and like, you know what I mean? It just seemed like it was more balanced. Like even when you looked at the role options in the original books, like they represented females in, in different ways, you know, like as characters. But what do you guys think? Like, why, why was it? You, why is it? And was it your favorite go-to? And do you think it's more welcoming to females than other role-playing games in some way? Oh, it was definitely more welcoming to more females. You can you can be a solo, you can be a techie, you can be anything, and all of them, and be a female. When you play dungeons, and I love it, but if you play an ogre, you're typically a male ogre because a female ogre is not as more muscular or whatever. But when you play you know, cyber, you are a badass female. You are that. And you can be whatever you want in any genre of them. You can be a techie or medie or whatever. And you're still, you can be a soft female. You can be a hefty whatever. You can be half human, half not. You know, it's great with the whole imagination you can do with the cyberpunk yeah. versus D&D. Because um, it's already set in stone. Right. I mean, uh my favorite thing about cyberpunk is I'm actually currently playing a character that has literally no cyber. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. But my next campaign is a person with like four arms and can lift, you know, 1200 pounds. <laughs> and it's the idea of being able to traverse the world in any way you want and figuring out like, how do I live as this person that has no cyber whose boyfriend is a net runner? Like, how do you traverse that world? And I love the creativity of it. Yeah. No, that's definitely interesting, especially in cyberpunk, you know, to not uh, have cybernetics and be heavy yep. into that side I, uh, of it. A, like that. a fixer with no cybernetics. Yeah. Oh, fixer. Nice. That's one of my favorite uh, roles. I love fixer. <laughs> it's my favorite role. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had it. a character like that. Actually, my first character with Rob, I think, Schwifty, uh, he only had a hand. But, like, I originally intended for him to not have any cybernetics and that was just sort of because he was he appreciated the human body so much because he was a healer, he was a doctor, which was really interesting yeah. to play for sure. So I, I definitely feel you there. Yeah. No, I think that, uh, you know, like I said, I, 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 I think all role-playing games are open to it. I love, I've always been into like, I don't know how you would word it, but like geek culture or nerd culture or whatever. Like, you know, I, I have over 10,000 comic books, like every Mad Magazine every garbage pale kid, like I'm, you know, yes. every monster, uh, <laughs> uh, category of pop, uh, you know, I'm heavily into that, but, I, but I've been a touring musician, a filmmaker, like I'm diverse with what I'm into, but I, but I definitely, I, I feel like, you know, that, that whole culture on that side, the geek and nerd culture or whatever, it's always been open to anyone and everyone, which I love females, males, cool people, nerds, geeks, like any race, like it's all like you go to comic cons, you go to comic book shops you know, any Marvel movie, I guess nowadays days, but it's just so diverse and so open and welcoming. But I, but I, like I said, I do feel like even within that cyberpunk has always, always seemed 
well-balanced, if that's the right word, for like females and males, um, at least in its portrayal. And that's not to say like, like now a D&D 5th edition and, and moving forward, like everything is getting more and more balanced. Like you don't see females in uh, D&D wearing like, you know, armor that's only in the shape of a bra anymore you know like it actually covers it's a whole chest plate it's more realistic it makes more sense if she's a warrior you know and back in the day it wouldn't be like that with dnd cyberpunk is still sexy don't get me wrong you know like they'll still be scantily clad women and and men trying to be all gq and flexing their six-pack you know but like (laughs) but it makes sense because like they have cybernetics and skin weave and other things like they don't need to be covered in armor all the time but I love the fact that the balance is there with being a badass. Like, I've always pictured cyberpunk females just as badass as cyberpunk males in my mind. I actually find it really interesting. I was just thinking about what Val said about, you know, different species in D&D and, like, different races and things like that. And I find it really interesting because a lot of what I see with D&D is people pick a race that they think fits a character. But in cyberpunk, for the most part, you're a human. So right. you're... You don't come with, like, race-specific traits or anything like that. So you're building the character from the ground up, and I think that's where you get a lot of people being really creative with the characters. Oh, I think... And... Yeah, I think you just tapped into, like, it, it, it makes it more personal, I guess. Yeah. You know? Because uh-huh. like starting with... Yeah, like, at least that race aspect, you're not trying to associate with something you can't, and which is still fun. His fantasy is fucking awesome. Like I said, I yeah. still love D&D. But, but, um, but yeah, cyberpunk, that's true. I never looked at it like that. Like you're not picking a race. Like it, you, I don't know, like anybody can instantly connect with it. Cause you almost don't think about that part of it. You just think it's you and you're picking roles and all the other details of you. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's more really cool. like in a way it's fantasy. It's sci-fi because it is out of our reach. A lot of it, but a lot of it with just picking your character development and you know, what kind of clothes and what kind of mannerisms they have it's not like you're, you know, an elf from 600 feet below the Earth's surface and, like, you have a very specific shell that you fit into. You're just a person. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite aspects of the life path system is getting your life path rolled, looking at it, and going, so what is the backstory of my character based on what I've rolled? Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. piecing that story together and making it work for what you want your character to be. Oh, no, yeah, I love that too. I totally agree. I kind of, I kind of customize that a little or homebrew that a little. I know in in the book in like 2020, we'll see what Red says, and we'll, let's talk about Red in a minute. I'm so excited about that shit. But, I'm very excited <laughs> for Red. But um, but yeah, like in 2020, for instance, in the life path, it might it'll it gives you the option. They're like, you know, you can just choose whichever one you want. You know, build the character you can you're picturing and you want with a life path, or roll for each thing. What I've always liked to do is like roll twice and then pick which one. That way, like, you're still getting chance. You're still kind of put within this feeling of mystery and, like, okay, cool, I'm going to figure that out. But you still get, you get at least a little bit of choice within that paradigm or whatever of options, you know? Uh, yeah, sometimes you'll get something and you're like, no, that just doesn't fit. And I hate <laughs> Bag lady <it>. chic. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not, no. I hate it Nude, with look. I'd be dead. Yeah, look yeah. and attitude sometimes, I think, like, you should fully choose. Like, you know, you don't want to all of a sudden, like, ah. Oh, I don't want to be bald or I don't want to be like, I don't want to mohawk. Like I want, I pictured my guy like with this haircut or like, you know what I mean? Like some of that definitely, but like with past like successes and failures and family and all that shit, I like to roll, but I like to do, you know, two rolls and then choose which one kind of a compromise of choosing or rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Totally. 
Yeah. So what? let's talk about Red just a little bit. I mean, obviously, we're all familiar with 2020. I know, like, Val and Heather, when we play uh, the games I run, I, I use the Red starter kit rules, and then I supplement, like, some skills and, like, a, a little bit of stuff from 2020, and then I might homebrew a little bit to deepen it. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to keep it streamlined because, obviously, that we know that's what Red is going to be. But right. um, but how how excited is everybody about red like what let's talk about red a little bit net running <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about simplified net running <laughs> yeah oh totally uh, yeah like back in the day i know like oh, uh, no. gms i would play with i didn't really gm back in the day when i was a kid i didn't get till that later in life but um any game that i played i never met a gm through 2020 that would recommend or encourage or want anyone to be a net runner they're always like oh like let's just avoid that we, shit. <laughs> we completely like homebrewed a whole new net running system because it was so awful but i have a friend who plays who we call the brain hacker so like she goes into people's like brains and rips their memories out Ooh. and we completely homebrewed the system for it and it's so cool that's cool yeah no, exactly. I think like looking at the red starter kit, it's like holy shit! Like I can easily understand net running now, and it and it doesn't pull the game all to one fucking player and make everyone sit around waiting. You know, mm-hmm. like he can still. It's more like AR. You know, where like they can still see in quote unquote meat space, and they can still like interact, and they have to be within six meters of whatever, and shit can still happen to them. I don't know. Like the rest of the team needs to protect them, or like I don't know. It just seems more. Uh, easier to grasp, streamlined, and then more team-oriented, which I like. It's a lot more fluid. Yeah. And then uh, the combat seems easier. I like the move to the hit points and not, you know, the the whole tracking system before. I think it, it just simplifies things, and it puts it in the realm of, like, what the ever-so-popular D&D 5th edition is doing. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't just break you by going, I have Metal Gear and can't die now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And I also really, I am really excited for the aesthetics of, of Red, like the whole vibe of, uh, you know, the post-Fourth Corporate War, the pocket nuke went off in the Arasaka building, and the, the nuclear fallout killed, you know, a quarter million people after the million died from the bomb, and like th- they had to rebuild for 20-something years, and now here we are, and yet the sky's still kind of reddish, it rains toxic rain all the time, people are wearing slicks, you gotta like go through little wash-offs when you enter buildings, and like I just picture everything as if cyberpunk could do it, like I can't, couldn't even picture this before, but somehow they got even grittier and even fucking grimier and like and more intense it feels like. What do you guys think? What do, what do, you, what do you ladies think, I should say? I think that's pretty cool. Like, honestly, I haven't looked into Red enough to, like, give you, like, a full opinion. But, like, everything that I've seen that you have brought into and everything that I just heard sounds like something that I'm going to jump, like, head first into. Like, I think my next character might have to be a Netrunner. Um, right. But, yeah, it, it all sounds really cool. And I'm excited to see how much they've expanded upon things. Yeah. No, and I think, like... uh you know, the other things are, are because of the fall, the nuclear fallout, you know, transportation is fucked, communication is fucked. That's why there's no, like, net, like, net runners can't remotely hack and do it, you know? Like, you have to be within six meters of systems to get in, and, like, uh, transportation is fucked. So now everybody relies on nomads to go traveling mm-hmm. through the wastelands and city to city or to transport items or whatever. Like, it just seems rougher as if they could. I couldn't picture that cyberpunk would get any fucking deadlier or grimier or whatever, 
but red, I'm just, uh, I'm loving it, the idea of it. It feels like it's taking it out from, okay, we've done this high corporate story of like corporate oppression for so long. Let's dial that back a little bit and just look at the societal oppression of like people versus people in the streets a little bit more, which I really like. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with That's you totally. Great. But I did see a uh, a post. I think I shared it to our Cyberpunk Uncensored group on Facebook. I, I can't remember. I, I'm po pretty positive I did. I would have. But from the uh, Talsorian Games uh, uh, Twitter account, and they po they post like every Friday a different uh, choose your own adventure little Cyberpunk post, and then like every once in a while they post upcoming news about Red or the video game or whatever. And um, you know, I saw that I saw them posting things about Red and, and Neo Corpse. They were like, you know. When Red comes out, you're going to see a lot of big corporations that crumbled under the nuclear fallout and the rebuilding and just didn't survive the evolution of Night City or whatever. And then you're also going to see, you know, some that did survive and even get stronger or re or you'll see them during the process of rebuilding. And then you're going to see a whole plethora of neocorps, like a whole new rise of corporations and new companies and things and technology. And I'm just like, damn, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I can't wait either. I just want to know what happened to Trauma Team because those are my boys. Love Trauma Team. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just love Trauma Team. Yeah, we were talking about that. I we just I just did an episode, uh, a tribute to Night City, and we had a whole section where we talked about them and like just how <sighs> badass they are, like coming in and just saving yeah. people and kicking ass and just. We're we're actually doing a whole campaign that's set where we're all trauma team members, and I'm oh, really awesome. excited about it. That's awesome. <laughs> that sounds so oh, fun. I, yeah, I love how you either love them or you fear them, like you know, depending on the situation. But like they're just they just seem like these almost like badass warrior angels or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. So, what does everybody think about? The video game. Anybody been excited about the 2077 video game? Anybody into video games other than Roll um, I'm oh, yeah. huge into video games, for sure. I know Valerie, you, you are really into VR. We, uh, me and Valerie and some other friends, we we run uh, virtual reality live on uh, Facebook, so we'll stream VR games live once in a while and stuff with different friends. Um, but we rarely play like regular video games ever since we got into VR. Um, but I, but I am kind of excited about 2077 the more i like read about it and i look at it i'm like fuck I, I might have to get that even though it's not vr <laughs> like it's just looks badass um my friends and i joke about it. oh that'd be cool my friends joke and i we all joke about how the fact that it has a day night cycle and we're like uh it's called night city there's no daytime right <laughs> but uh but no it... we're all actually we joke about it but we're all really excited yeah, because one thing I, I, I feel like, and we talked about this during the Night City episode or whatever, but uh, I feel like the evolution of Night City is fucking amazing. Like when you look back at, you know, the way it was created with Richard Knight and then him getting killed and then they named the city after him because originally it was going to be Coronado Bay City or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, it just has a dark history just in its foundation. And then the way it built up, the different corporate wars, and then the fourth one just leveling shit. And then the rebuild, Red being fucking like very grimy and like rebuilding and bare minimum skin and bones, almost post-apocalyptic, but still has tech and cybernetics. So it's awesome. Not so far. And then I feel like 2077 is like the evolution. It like takes you back to Night City, how you pictured it in 2020, but even more mm -hmm. futuristic because now it's been like whatever, like, you know, 50 years into the future since 2020 or whatever. So I just picture it like uh, Night City from 2020, but like 
evolved or on acid or something. Yeah, like I can't yeah, wait. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm pretty excited too. I know my partner Mickey, he's drooling, like looking at every single update and everything, and he's gonna be the first one to bring it home. But uh we like to play a lot of games like that where it's a lot of um following the character through a lot of story and stuff like that. And that's definitely something that we're both gonna be playing day and night. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I bought a 4K TV just for Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that would that would be awesome. I think Val mentioned it just a minute ago. Uh, that would be cool if they came out with a VR version. Holy shit! Oh, could you I imagine? Never leave the room. I know. I would be all over that because one of the things I love about VR is like because we obviously because we stream live and we do that on VR Live, we get a shitload of free VR games from the different. Uh, studios and people so we can stream them and review them and whatever. But when I play just for fun, like on my own time, I find myself playing games like Onward and like these uh, like military like simulation battlefield style games or whatever, where it's just like an open map. You can go anywhere, do anything. Like I just love that open world crazy aspect. Like it gets your heart going. You don't know where people are coming from because everybody can do whatever they want. And I feel like that's what's attracting me to the video game Cyberpunk 2077 is just the open world aspect of it. And like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine if they made it VR, like eventually, um, God damn, I would just be lost in that in night city. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the multiplayer to come out. I think it's going to be about a year later, uh, mm-hmm. because I can't wait for everybody to customize who they want to be and interact with each other and just be super cool. Yeah. I'm going to lose it when that happens. Me too. And hopefully, <laughs> let, let's mention this, like hopefully also that'll bring a lot of new uh, people towards the tabletop role-playing game. You know, like... Oh, definitely. I, right. I know in some of the, the groups, like I've seen, me and Phil were talking about this. Phil's one of the other moderators at the Cyberpunk Uncensored group on Facebook, but we were chatting about it and he was laughing at how in uh, some of the 2077 groups on there, when he mentioned... Uh, the 2020 role-playing tabletop game in the upcoming Red, some people were like, wait, what? It's a tabletop game too? It's a role-playing game? And like, they didn't even mm-hmm. know. They only knew about the video game. So I feel like it is going to be so hyped. We're going to get <laughs> like new, a whole new wave of people into the tabletop game because they're going to love that open-world aspect. And fuck, man, what's more open-world than your mind in a, in a tabletop role-playing right. game where you do whatever you can think of? I will tell you, if you ever need to look anything up for, like, 2020, don't just try to Google it because you're only going to get Cyberpunk 2077. Right. This happens to me all the time. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, I can only imagine. But I I love that, though, because, like, that's what happened with Dungeons & Dragons, you know? D&D was popular and it was cool within its own right. I mean, it's the classic ultimate role-playing game. But the second they streamlined Mm -hmm. it into the 5th edition... And it became easy for people, and they put some marketing behind it. Some it got featured on Stranger Things. It got featured on uh, South Park. Like you know, it got mentions, appearances in different films and things. Like then celebrities started playing it and GMing it, and like holy shit, like it blew the fuck up. Like everybody loves Dungeons and Dragons now, and I, mm-hmm. and I feel like Cyberpunk is about to do that to at least a certain degree because that video game is going to blow it up, and then people are going to you know know about the tabletop game. I'm looking forward to for the genre revival as a whole. Yeah. No, I love it. Honestly. Let's, let's talk about that too. Like I not just the games and stuff and whatever, but like I I can't get enough of the fucking artwork. Oh my god. 
Like, yeah, I, I don't even know, man. <laughs> like, I love the artists that'll take, like, a real person's photo and then they'll, like, make it look like it has cybernetic parts and things going on. Like, I just, I'm fucking addicted to looking at that shit. <laughs> I get you. Like that <laughs> vapor wave. A lot of... What was that, Heather? Oh, I was saying the art's basically what I've been seeing the most of as uh, flourishing recently. Because, like, I run I run in a lot of art uh, websites and stuff like that. And I've been seeing so many more people, which is so funny. Because I see so many people when, like, new video games or movies come out and they create their own character in that world. And I just want to shake them and be like, but you can do this. Like, you can play the game and have the character. Yeah. And it's it's mm-hmm. really cool though because you see people that are interested in, and want to do that and i think that's where a lot of those people are going to eventually fall into oh hey there's tabletop yeah no exactly it's gonna you know this whole movement or whatever that's happening this evolution of cyberpunk it's going to breathe a whole new like nice fresh breath into this fucking game of like new people i, I really believe there's gonna be a new wave and speaking of artwork let me let me mention too heather like you you draw badass like i love your artwork like you've drawn stitch and some of the npc stuff i've seen things you've posted like i love it oh thanks <laughs> yeah, you, you and mickey uh you know your boyfriend he's he's awesome too and just to mention like he plays one up in a solo in the same team that that uh heather's in that we run uh, weekly but uh yeah he draws good too I, lo- I love that shit but yeah i'm addicted to cyberpunk artwork i can't stop looking at it <laughs> and i even i posted recently i think you saw in the group uh because everybody was posting all the pictures and it was nothing but like uh, females and females and females and sexy pics. And I was like, man, what, yeah. where's the sexy guy pics for the ladies? And holy <laughs> shit. I do remember that. <laughs> and I was like, damn, so like good. it got a great response. So like people were commenting at least pictures. And then um, I don't know whether it's like one of those things where like your phone hears shit you talk about. And the next day you see ads or posts about it. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Like true life cyberpunk, like mind hacking shit. Uh, but like the next day I went into Instagram and I saw some ads and posts of like those pictures I love where you take real model pictures and people and make it look like cybernetics or attached where, but it was like nothing but guys. And I was like, what the hell? I literally just posted about that. And that's why I ended up sharing like that one with the dude with the robot arm and the guy with a six pack with the shoulder oh, piece. Yeah, those like, were so cool. They look so awesome. <laughs> So much talent there. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe how like realistic and how well it fuses with those pictures. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually about to get... So I have the Judge Dredd Hello Kitty tattoo on one arm. Uh, oh, really? My, my, yes. Uh, I think I posted it to the group. My other arm, I'm about to actually get a hyper-realistic RoboCop tattoo with like pop art. And I'm going to have to show it off when it's done. Because it's going to be like 12 hours of chair time. Is it going to be that image of Robocock that we posted in the... Did you see that? <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, look, no, for, look for that meme in the group. It's, it's Robocop. It's really... That one's it's really horrible. good, though. It's really funny. But you know no. it's in there. You know there are people. Yeah. Because my, my favorite thing in cyberpunk is the... Uh, the rise of police brutality and like the idea of like tearing it down from the inside. Oh yeah. Um, I'm like super. That's why I love Judge Dredd. That's why I love RoboCop because the heroes end up like pulling the entire system down, and it's so badass. Yeah, that's and, so uh, true. Yeah. So I, I get what you mean by like the artwork because I'm getting a bunch of cyberpunk tattoos right now. <laughs> well, that's so cool. Yeah, definitely p- keep posting the pictures of yeah, them. I will. Them. I will. Yeah, I'll uh, cool. I'll finish up uh, Hello Kitty Judge Dredd because that still has some work to be <laughs> yeah. done on it, and then uh, I'll start the other one. I think Tuesday. Nice. I know me and Valerie have like a hundred tattoo ideas we need to get to eventually. 
Yeah. We always talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, all it's right. It's tough well, for me because I'm really ticklish. Yeah. No, it is funny. Like, usually when you get a tattoo, it hurts. But for you, you always laugh. <laughs> yeah, I can't sit still. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining me. Let's wrap up the episode. I think, uh, you know, we covered a lot of great topics here about cyberpunk and getting into it. And, uh, you know, this was the first ladies' night of Cyberpunk Uncensored, the podcast, but I want to do it again. I'd love to do it more often and maybe have you ladies back, too, and chat about other subjects, you know, get involved. Oh, and, uh, yeah, for sure. keep expanding totally. the community. I think the more everyone's included and the more we diversify and we push uh, Cyberpunk, uh, the bigger the community gets, the more players, the more game masters, the more games, just the more fun, you know? So that in mind, if you're listening to this podcast, please follow, subscribe, share, help spread the community, join the official Cyberpunk Uncensored group, like the fan page. Definitely get on YouTube and check out Mulligan Live and join us for the live gameplay and, uh, you know, join the chat while we're playing. We enjoy that shit, too, interacting while we're playing. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Again, thanks so much, Valerie, Heather, Caitlin. Yeah, and by the way, yeah. I'm a solo on our my game, and I'm Raven. Yeah, Raven is solo. <laughs> I, guess I forgot to mention that. I think I just mentioned you were my wife, but I completely forgot to mention you also. Well, he said he wasn't playing favorites. That's right, so <laughs> shut up. I'm not cool enough to play with you guys, so, you know. <laughs> oh, you can totally play. You know, I'll, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll send you the info if you want to, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up starting up a monthly campaign and then some one-shots, too, just for fun. But, um, uh, I'll have to see. Yeah. I just started a new job, so send me the info and I'll look into it. Nice. And then also, if you uh, start GMing more games and stuff, maybe we'll have to join up at least for a one-shot or for fun, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I That'd might write, cool. actually write a one-shot here soon. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much. And uh, everybody tuning in, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah, bye. Bye. bye.